Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast in the wake of a slightly humbling defeat up in North Wales last weekend. But uh, we have much to discuss about that game, about the games going forward um, and about Talk United in general. And we're doing this in the old fashioned way, Richard. We're doing this by video link because um, you're a little bit crook. You're not your usual sparkly self today. No, I've got a bit of a cold I can't shake off. And I've had it. I didn't do last week, did I? Um... Yes, it's been no, a, did, uh, and, and very, um, very thoughtfully didn't want to be the the man with the cold in uh, in amongst the Talking United team training for Saturday. That would have wouldn't have gone down well. So I I, I kind of opted out of that, and uh, we've gone back to what what used to be the old COVID days when we're we're talking to each other for a for a a, broad, a broadband line or whatever whatever it is through the air through the through the magical magic yeah. of the internet. The medium of video. Who'd have thought this would feel all nostalgic? I know, yeah. <laughs> but we've got the usual, uh, we've got loads to talk about. We've got the usual recipe on the podcast this week. We've uh, <coughs> just come back from Sunny Seal Hain, where Gary's been giving his press conference. Uh, all the usual voices you'll hear. Uh, some interesting responses to the questions. Uh, we will talk a little bit later on as well about Gaming International. We'll talk about all kinds of things. Uh, it's Gary Johnson's birthday yesterday, so let's wish him a slightly belated happy birthday happy to birthday, Gary Johnson. And uh, we'll look, look ahead to two massive home games yeah. in the next week. Yeah. Um, but first, shall we? Um, shall we hear what Gary Johnson has to say? Yeah, let's do it. You say it. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, the dust has settled after last Saturday. People will only see the score, but in reality it didn't tell the full story of the actual game and how well we played in parts during that game. We did, and we had that discussion after the game, even though we were very disappointed. Of course, we we understand people's frustrations, um, people's disappointment when we, we lose a game 6-0. Um, but we have to be disappointed, grieve a little bit, get to work back on the training ground so that we can um, learn from it and be better because of it. Um, and that's what we've been been trying to do since then. But um, there was some good parts as far as our football is concerned. And now we've got to put um, everything together. Now we've got the three games at home. We've got to play that way at home and pick up three points along the way. And uh, then that will obviously appease the people that are a little bit disappointed, uh, as we are. And that's why we're, we're working very, very hard every day, funny enough, <laughs> every day, um, uh, to, to you know, make us better and more competitive uh, with some of the top teams. Do you feel though that game did show that there is a bit of a divide in quality of period between those that can uh, splash the money and those that, that are a little bit tighter with their budgets? 
Yeah, I, I, you sort of try not to get involved in that sort of speech because, um, yes, of course, uh, and you know it's an obvious question and there is an obvious answer, um, but you don't want to disrespect your own club, other clubs. That's the way it is. Every league has got that situation, um, and uh, all, all I can say as a manager is that um, you know, the, the, the club have done everything it can with, you know, within the rules and regulations of finance um, to give us a competitive squad and it's up to us to be competitive um, with the, with the uh, finance that we've got and uh, you know, sometimes you forget to say, I do say it occasionally, that, um, uh, that, the, that the club has backed us, you know, our decisions is, is always with the board anyway, you know, we discuss who they are, and I know George always likes to uh, look them up as well and see what they've done, where they've been. So he's very much a hands-on uh, CEO, and uh, I we always respect his his judgment. And he obviously talks to Clark every now and again. I speak to Clark, and uh, it's it's fine as far as that's concerned. Um, everything's you know works well, and I'm still very happy there part of the football club with, because it, the, the gripe is nothing other than getting it right on the pitch that's important to all of us you know, supporters our staff our players and our directors and at the moment it's you know this we're trying hard and with that in mind Scott Smith was announced last uh, Saturday as our latest loan signing and he slotted into that midfield really well. He's obviously a player that you've been after, so how delighted and pleased were you to get him in and with his performance last Saturday? He played well. It was a good performance by him. And uh, it's what we knew he had. He's likely, for all those that are around about my age, um, cue happy birthday to me, I know. <laughs> um, uh, he's a bit older than me, actually. Alan Ball type player, you know, that's busy, likes to make tackles, he's clever. Got a little bit of uh, um, nonchalance of, of, about him, and uh, he'll get better because that, he'd only been he'd only trained with us once or twice. Uh, now he knows exactly um, the standard. He knows what he's got to do. Um, I think he'll show even more, along with some of our other lads at Wrexham. Funny enough, was uh, you know, you had Dylan Dylan Crow probably had his best game. You had. Uh, Kieran Evans probably had his best game, you know. So we know their best game will be good enough to compete, and so you know we we brought them all in a bit like the other lads we brought in over previous years. Didn't set the world alight early on, but became very good league players. Um, unfortunately, we, we you know we would like to have had them for a bit longer, but that's not the uh, the case. That it doesn't happen like that. As we know in this league, games come thick and fast and two home games in quick succession uh, starts up with Maidenhead next Tuesday but we begin this Saturday with Scunthorpe who are on the same points as us. Your thoughts on this weekend and Scunthorpe? It's a big game for both teams. You know, There's always two teams you have to <coughs> think about. We can't just say we're going to turn up and pick up the three points. Again, that would be disrespectful to the opposition. Um, what we can do is, is look at what we think are their strengths and weaknesses, see what we can do to exploit them. They'll be doing the same about us. And uh, 
it's up to uh, either team to do more exploits than show their weaknesses. And uh, we're at home. Um, you know, we're, we're, I think it'll be a lively game, which is good. Uh, you know, we want a nice, lively game. Um, and from our point of view, um, you need the three points. Um, and we want to do it, which we haven't done yet, is get that win in front of our fans to get them all um, a bit happier uh, because we've got three home games now, which are big games for us, of course they are. And uh, out of four, three home games out of four, we've got York and then uh, another home game after that. So it's a good opportunity to turn our, our fortunes around. Um, Gary, when results aren't going quite how you want, I mean, is it a case of just keeping calm and carrying on as best you can? Yeah, I mean, keeping calm. I mean, yeah, I keep calm in here, but uh, you know, when you're you're working with the lads, you, you you know some of them need a little arm round them, and some of them need a bit of a rocket on occasions. Um, and you know, pretty experienced on knowing when to do that. Um, but what I do know. It will come together because I know from working with them every day that um, there's, some, there's some quality in our group and I'm hoping they show it sooner rather than later because that's important now so that our supporters still have that hope of competing nearer the top. Uh, I forget which manager it was, but it was a manager who said it's best to lose one game 6-0 and six games 1-0. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm just trying to work out what the pros and cons are of that. But uh, no, I understand that, exactly. And you could say, you know, managers often say, well, your season starts after that. Um, but you know, we go back on it. We, we, we look at the full 90 minutes. Uh, the boys have got their uh, computer stuff that we send them to. So we send them their individual game and also the highlights and also the full game. Um, and one of the reasons why we put the full highlights uh, on the club website this week, albeit the Wrexham game, I know some people felt that putting the full, you know, 20 odd minutes of a game that you just lost 6-0. But we wanted to show that there was some good football being played and uh, and also you know if it was only five minutes you'd have only got Wrexham six goals so it's important to show a little bit of both sides because actually um, we this is a stat the main stat is we got beat 6-0 and we we're disappointed but we got 42 times we had first touch in Wrexham's penalty area um, and they had 43 in ours so actually, as far as that was concerned, we've had games where we didn't get anywhere near sometimes uh, the opponent's uh, penalty area. So, you know, we, we hopefully we've, we've got that sorted out and, um, and now we just need to tuck away a few of our chances that are hitting the bar and goalkeepers making saves, etc., and stopping them at the other end, like we were doing previous to the solid old Wrexham games. Does that Wrexham result put any uh, greater pressure on you for Saturday's game? Well, there's pressure on every game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, it does for the nature of the game and 6-0 and if people haven't 
watch the game, then it sounds like an absolute drubbing. Um, and it was as far as goals were concerned, but not as far as the rest of it. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're always under pressure as a club to win your next game after a defeat, especially as we've only had a couple of wins in, in that time, a um, couple of draws. Um, and now we need to put a little you know, run of wins together to, uh, to build the confidence on and off the pitch. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. No problem. We've seen with the with the highlights on the, on the club website. I mean, that some of the play through the midfield was tremendous. How important is it on Saturday? The result obviously is the crucial thing, but how important is it to you to get a performance out of the team on Saturday? Well, you have to, that's the the key is the performance because often often the performance will give you the win um, because we know that our way of playing, if the boys and when they get it right and when they absolutely totally understand it because don't forget we've got a group of lads that have had only 10 games together and it does take a bit of time to, to gel a lot of them haven't played at this level yet although they can they will be this level because they've got the ability it's just gelling all yeah. around um, so but the performances you know for us uh, we, if you see little shoots of quality and, and improvement then you have to improve on, on that again and then again and so on and so forth. Um, but as we always say, there's an opposition that you have to compete against and they want to stop you playing your yeah. your game. A lot of the managers will know, you know my reputation over the years and, and what it is that I'm trying to do and what the, you know, the lads have, have been given the instructions what to do. Um, and once three o'clock comes and kick off, you, you you want the lads to suddenly all fall into place, yeah, and uh, and pick up a result, and that's that's going to be big. And I, I for one will give a uh, a massive punch to the air <laughs> if uh, you know if we uh, get a result on on Saturday because uh, obviously we need one. And we we talked a lot in previous weeks about the 10 games, about, you know, sort of taking stock after the 10 games. To be fair, Wrexham should have been game 11, shouldn't it? Because all the shot game was off. Yeah. So yeah. Thing, things are moving. You, you're seeing the little shoots, you're seeing the green shoots, you, you, you're seeing what you want to see out yeah. of them after those 10 games. Yeah, well, we we, we assess every game. And then uh, uh, after 10 games, me, Downsy, Louie and the staff, we, we get together and we say, who's more consistent, which players are more consistent, which ones are coming back from injury, do we need to you know, give him a little bit more training, do we need to give him double sessions, do we need to take somebody out of training a little bit because he's had this, that and the other. So we assess that after 10 games and we have done. Um, and then you assess whether you need to, at that point, whether you need to go out. Obviously we went out and got after nine games, uh, Scott, because we felt we needed a that type of midfielder with a few of our midfielders have niggly injuries sort of thing and um, or just coming back from injury. Um, you've got Ryan Hansen who got concussion, so he's been out. Uh, he should be back probably Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Dan was carrying an injury for a little while. Brett was carrying an injury for a little while. So we have to you sort of gauge it almost by the minute as well as by the 10 games. So you, know, you may or may not, depends on whether we can get the people that we want um, to, to come in. And uh, so we have assessed it, we know what we need. 
and we know what we need from these boys and we also know what they can give us that's the big thing yeah we know what they we know they've got it we know that and uh, you're still you're still looking you're still looking at other yeah, players always you know we'll always. look yeah after the first game after the 10th game it's just the review of saying right we've seen everybody who's doing well who do we need to work harder with who do we need to you know do other things with because he's not very strong at that that's that's the the review after 10 games and then but you review it every game and then after 20 games you probably more or less know whether your team's gonna do well or struggle in which case you have to readjust again um <clears throat> any update on corey um andrews uh, that... yeah he's got a operation on uh thursday so you know he's, he's, they've got I think shave knee, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, they have to. I think they can have to shave a little bit off his. Uh, what's the medical term? His meniscus. Oh, the, no, oh, no, no, the, the cartilage. Is it the cartilage, Dancy? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we used to call it cartilage, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it is cartilage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he'd be out. But we got, you know, we got Lapsley, Moxie. Just going to say about Lapsley. In some ways, it was a shame he didn't get on on Saturday, wasn't it, <laughs> to have a little run out. But the fact been, that he was there indicates that he was close. Close. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, whatever it was, four nil down, five nil down. Oh no, it, I meant from his fitness point. Of view. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But we we decided that we'd give him a few more days because he was on the bench, and we didn't really know because he hadn't come back into full time training that long, right. only like a day or two. Yeah. So at least we've had a, a good week with him. Yeah. And. Uh, he uh, with a bit of luck because we're only on Thursday he'll be fit enough available, uh, yeah. available for selection and hopefully Dean Moxie will be as well yeah and <laughs> I haven't spoken to him but <laughs> this week but uh, um, I don't suppose Aaron Jarvis will ever quite forget his first full start for talking a 6-0 defeat at, um, at, at Wrexham but yeah. he he brought something Did you, you could see I know you know what he can do. Yeah, but, uh, and there's more to come. Yeah, we yeah. we need to. You know, we're working with him a lot because yeah. he, you know, he's going to be one of our sort of main strikers, and we've got to make sure he gets a partnership with the other striker, whoever it is. Um, and he's he's got to come away having scored 15, 20 goals mm. this season. So uh, the good thing was, and, and Jarvis is an example, is that. Um, the boys were really disappointed with the Wrexham game, but actually enjoyed their game. Mm. They didn't enjoy the result, but you know the atmosphere was good. Our supporters were great, you know, because they, you know, clapped, and you know the, the ones that stayed, and most that most of them did, you know, they appreciated some of the work that we did, yeah. and so we haven't had as miserable a week as you might have th thought. Having got the six now by Rexham. Yeah. So an interesting chat um, with the gaffer in the porter cabin out at Steel Hain. Um, obviously, the strange, strange thing about losing six nil. And interestingly, Dave Thomas mentioned this to me while I was out there. Is that he'd had a couple of phone calls from people connected with Wrexham who came on and said, seriously, don't take this the wrong way, but you are the best team we played this year. <laughs> and that, that's easy to say when you've just won 6-0. But, but box to box, as Gary says, through midfield, 
we looked decent. In the first half, certainly the first quarter of the game, I thought Chalky gave, from what I've seen on the videos, I thought Chalky gave as good as they got. Eventually, we were swept aside by a team that is going to sweep a lot of teams aside yeah. this season. But there were good things, seriously, there were good things to take from that game. But that's, that's not what people want to hear, is it? It's very difficult to, to, to balance that kind of line of, of you know, 6-0, that's awful, we should be doing better. And at the same time, trying to look at positives. Um, yeah, there were positives, but... It, it, was, it was a terrible result, Rich. I mean, yeah. to lose any game 6-0, even if you are away to a team that's going to beat lots of teams 6-0 this season, it's still... It's like losing away at Manchester City, isn't it? It's like poor old Scott Parker losing his job after a 9-0 defeat. Yeah. These are things that the fans absolutely hate. You've been absolutely humiliated, but you've got to take some positives from it, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think um, the fact that Aaron Jarvis played 90 minutes um, is a positive. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I do want to point out that we have three supposedly very good strikers who have scored one goal between them in 10 games. Um, yeah, we can, we can, and we've lost one now with a, yeah. with a knee injury. Yeah, um, Corey Andrews should have scored by now. I mean, uh, Aaron Jarvis, yeah. fair enough. He's been he's been injured and he's only just come back. So let's see what how, how much he improves. But Corey Andrews should have scored a goal by now. There's there's no doubt about that. That's what he's paid to do. Um, and then Will Goodwin for all his. You know, we, we, we've all talked him up a bit, but he scored two mm -hmm. goals in ten games. I suppose that's not that's yeah. better than none, isn't it? But yeah, uh, Corey Andrews being out now, maybe for six weeks, um, takes the pressure off him a bit, doesn't it? Well, I mean, he'll come back stronger. Hopefully, it's a it's a knee, it's a meniscus tear uh, on the knee, um, which is a nasty little injury, but fixable. Yeah. Um, so he'll be up for a little while. Um, let's take the positive Scott Smith let's have a talk up the one real plus point from the Wrexham game he, he must have Scott he Smith made his debut in midfield the lad who's on loan from Wigan uh, and he, he looked terrific even in the 18 minute highlights that we've all watched on the club website he looks decent he's playing he's playing with confidence he's a tackler he's a passer he's exactly what we need yeah and and we have to Think about the fact that we're not going to be playing Wrexham every week, and thank God for that. Um, but it was a baptism of fire for the lad, wasn't it? I mean, you know, we're we, we, we as surprised as anyone. Uh, we don't have any inside information about when these players appear. Do you know what I mean? Um, Gary likes to keep these things very, very much to himself until the until the team sheet comes out, more or less, and then you you learn that there's a there's a new player in the team and. Uh, you know, I looked him up. He looks like he's got a good pedigree. Um, Twenty-one looks like he's going to be um, in and around the, the Wigan team at some point. And and I think, yeah, uh, he, he did sound like he had a good game. And we did uh, not claiming any great exclusives, but we did flag him up on the podcast last week as being a man who was our friends in the north um, had tipped us off that uh, he was on his way. Gary right. obviously didn't confirm anything no. as you wouldn't expect him to. Yeah, no, but we did, uh, we did name him on the podcast last week. Decent player. Um, yeah, we like. there's not much else we can take from that game. But I tend, one thing that we did do, everybody says, well, they, you know, Gary, Judge Gary after 10 games, the 10th game was uh, hammering at Wrexham. Yeah. 
but the tenth game shouldn't have been that one because no, the Aldershot should. game got postponed. It should have been Wilson. So Wrexham should have been game eleven. So, yeah, and and, and, <laughs> so and things and, might and, have looked. And game ten should have been <laughs> Wilston. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a yeah. weird one. I, 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 that, I was, think, that wasn't great either, but it was it was better than a six. Well, it was a one-all draw, and you you kind of take that where we are at the moment. Yeah, we were quite happy with a one-all draw yeah. at Wilston, considering they were sixth when we uh, when we went there. Um, it was just unfortunate that 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 became the tenth game after we'd all been talking about the, the fact that Gary had said quite a few times that early on, judges after 10 games. And of course, it's, it's, then, no. compa- it's then compounded by the fact that we went bottom. Um, and no, you know, nobody mentioned that 10 games thing in the press conference this morning until I did. I thought, somebody's got to. Nobody was, uh, was brave enough to say, well, that's, that's your 10 games. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I just had to do it, Rich. So I may not be on Gary's Christmas card list anymore, but no. uh, you never know. No, um, we, 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 we move forward, don't we? We've got Scunthorpe and Maidenhead, two home games yeah. uh, in, in five days or whatever, you know, so Saturday, Tuesday. Um, look, we, we, we can put Wrexham aside now, but Scunthorpe is a different kettle of fish. you're right. Scunthorpe's a different well, Scunthorpe, kettle of fish. We've got to win that. I'm surprised... I'm surprised at how difficult Scunthorpe have found it in yeah. this league. I know they're not the first and they won't be the last, but for them to drop straight through into the relegation places after being relegated from League Two has surprised me. I think it surprised them yeah. even more. Yeah, well, Oldham haven't started fantastic either, have they? They haven't. Scunthorpe are 21st at the moment. They haven't won away from home yet. They've drawn once and lost three yeah. away from home. And of course, they were below us um, until, until Saturday. They were, and it's, as you said, I think you pointed out that that's so tight down there. Two wins could put us up in the, in the mid table. I mean, everyone so else. It's, has, it's incre- it's, it's, yeah. Uh, we, 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 yeah but, obviously, you know, teams are playing each other that are in that position, so it's not as simple as, uh, you know, you win and you go up. But, um, no. you know, the, the, I think I think up to 12th or something, isn't it? It's it's four points difference. Yeah, it's. It, it's very, very close indeed. Yes, it is. Up to South End, it's four points difference. Um, so there's nothing much in it. Scunthorpe, who have they got? They've got a lad called Joe Nuttall, who scored five goals so far this season. He's scored, scored five, has he five already? Goals so far this season. Wow. Nuttall's got five, what are you? Two twos and a one. So he's um, he, he's getting them in batches. Yeah. So we'll have to watch him. Um, the last home win against Scunthorpe, thanks, Julian, for rooting this one out, February 2004, a 1-0 win, the only goal of the game scored by Matt Hockley. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick Broderick mentioned that, funnily enough, in his column this week. And I thought of you as I was sub-editing <laughs> that, as, as, as I was putting that on the page. I thought, yeah. I mean, Matt didn't score a lot of goals. Win. It's a rarity, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Good one to look back on. That's a game, as we say, it's, it's a cliche and it's obvious and it's a must win. You've got to win that. Um, NHS staff are there as guests of the club good this stuff. weekend. Another good thing. Um, get the community involved. They're starting to do these community days again now. So yep. if you work for the NHS, have a look on the club website. There are ways in which you can get yourself there as a guest on Saturday. I'm Absolutely. not sure how that works, but look on the club website. The answers will be there. Well, both of our wives work for the NHS. Then Tuesday. I don't know. So, um, so maybe they'll be... They'll be- wanted to come along 
don't be that. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, home to Maidenhead. Maidenhead are 18th. Yeah, just ahead of the relegation places. They've lost all four of their away games so far this have season. They? Have they? They See, West, the, the funny um, thing Dan is, Sparks guys, is still there. Sean McCorsky yeah, is the, still the, there. The funny thing is, we haven't really played these teams yet. Um, I'm not saying that we've been no. playing world beaters, but when you look at the teams we've played, they've been the harder games that you can have, or some of the harder games that you well, can actually, have. That's a, that's a very good point. If you look down the table, Wrexham, Borenwood, Bromley, Solihull Moors, Woking, Wealdstone... Yeah, all in a little clump at the top of the table, and we've played all um, of those. In fact, the only two teams, that, the only two at the top that we haven't played yet, are Chesterfield and Notts County. So that's it's it's been a tough start yeah. to the season. Let's and uh, I let's think I think that's worth around. remembering. But again, worth remembering in the context of now we have to win these two games because these teams are there for the taking. Surely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I and they will. They will. Think, uh, they'll think the same about us yeah yeah. They, of course they will they'll look at us and think crikey we've got three points here um, well let's show them that, they, that it's not quite and that as, simple as Gary just said as well he's expecting a lively game on Saturday I'm not sure what makes him say that but I mean, obviously Scunthorpe are a fairly physical side yeah Torquay will have ramped things up a little bit in the yep. last week so he's expecting a lively game uh, should be a decent crowd there. Wouldn't it be great to turn things around with um, with a couple of good uh, good home games? Yeah, it would be nice for the crowd to, to... I mean, the crowd will get behind them, don't get me wrong. I mean, they were still singing at 6-0 at Wrexham, and that was fantastic. And yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary always points out the, the fact that the fans get behind the team, whatever whatever is going on. Mm. Um, and I think they will get behind them, but I, I, I worry slightly that if we went sort of 1-0 down or something... I think the the atmosphere might take a dive, um, uh, which which might be tough to get back. I wonder if Scunthorpe will bring many. I mean, I imagine I that as a, a, a very recently League Two club, they'll have a, a bit of a following. Yeah, they did, didn't they? I, I'm not sure what kind of gra- crowds they're getting, to be honest with you. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many make that trip down. It is a Saturday, of course, so it's easier than a, the Tuesday night. But um, it's, it's, it's a fair old way. Yeah, it is, certainly is. So team selection will be interesting. Obviously, as we say, Corey Andrews out for what could be six weeks yeah, or so with a knee so. ligament injury. Ryan Hansen uh, has concussion. Um, so he's, Gary said uh, just now he's expected, he might be fit for Tuesday, but he's not likely to be fit for Saturday. Right. Tom Lapsley was well, enough to go on you know, the Do you know what, though, Gary said, I, I understand why Gary says these things and, and, and maybe throws in some curveballs, but... Normally, when Gary says someone's not going to be fit for, for Saturday, they, they end up being on the team sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, if Ryan Hansen does turn up, that, yeah, um, wouldn't be that, that could be true. Now, we, um, you and I penned an email to the club this week. Um, look, I just, there's a lot of nonsense been on social media um, mm. this week. After It does happen after a 6-0 defeat yeah of course uh, there's a, there was a very funny one the other day um, somebody saying that Gary, well, Gary's only at the training ground one day a week uh, before we started the press conference today he did actually raise that and, um, and he very much isn't just at the training ground one day a week but I, um, said th- I said this before guy, we, we live in a culture now where people can just literally make something up and 
claim yeah, it as exactly. true, claim it as true, and then it's almost like a little sport. Oh, look at these people believe in that, or in actual fact, I don't know if these people who do post these kind of things believe it themselves. It's some kind of but the know. interesting, yeah, interesting thing there is, and and Hayden alluded to this when he was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, is that these things get through to yeah. the club. These idiotic things that people write get through. Gary's obviously read that. Yes. And, you know, he's had to spend some of his time thinking about that, you know, and these, these idiots just should realise that stuff that they do gets through. But yeah. maybe, as you say, maybe that's why they do it. That's why they do it. And there is a culture of don't care anymore sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. alien to me. It's alien to you. Well, but it's the world, the world we seem to be living in at the moment. I mean, when, you know, when presidents... Can can lie through their through their t- you know a, a, and not even what you know not be concerned about it. Then uh, what kind of world are we living in? Anyway, that's my politics for for today. <laughs> that's good. We we did well to keep that to the politics today. Mm. But we we thought some people made some interesting points um, about the ownership of Talk United. Questions that we would like to ask. Yeah. Uh, to gaming international. So we we sent them in. Now that there's. There's a terrible habit in some newsrooms of making yourself the news. Yeah. And I very much don't want us to do that. It's not, we don't, you know, we're not saying so-and-so won't speak to us and isn't it terrible. Uh, Gaming Gaming International don't have to talk to us. They don't have to talk to anybody. It'd be nice if they did, but they don't have Um, to. They don't have to. Um, But we sent them some questions. Um, we would love to to talk to George or to Clark Osborne uh, on the podcast. Would be great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I mean, we, we, the we, questions that we asked we've asked them we've asked them to come on the podcast a couple of times in the past during during COVID during the lockdowns. I tried to try to get an interview with George, and you know, uh, it, it turned he turned them down uh, the, the opportunity. So yeah. we, we have tried. Um, you can't make someone. I think you can't make someone no. take part no, in the interviews. Yeah, which is what um, some of the posters seem to be thinking that we should be doing, making them do what we want. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, and that's you know, it, it would just be it would be interesting yeah. to sit down and have a chat because, as we pointed out, in December it'll be six years since Gaming International took on Talker United. Um, at the time they talked about a five-year plan. Yeah, I mean that that, that um, is relevant. I mean, I, I think they need to yeah. to talk about the five-year plan, considering it's almost up. And they, I mean, they made big investments in yeah. it. Though. There's no doubting that. Nothing. And Gary made a point again today during his press conference of saying that you know that the club has backed him. Yeah. Any time that he's gone. And unless he's tried to sign Harry Kane or anything like that, he's, every time he's gone to the board for something, they've backed him yeah. in the long-term interests of the club. Um, but you know, we, we're asking, you know, how long can that investment continue at the current levels? We're also asking they, they unveiled plans for a new stadium uh, at Nightingale Park. There was going to be a, a multi-events arena there. There was going to be an academy. For young players from all over Europe, they were talking to about come in gigs, and they? learn to play football in Riviera. Mm. Uh, Nightingale Park, uh, as you will know, is now earmarked by Torbay Council for a solar farm, mm-hmm. so that's no longer available. We were just interested to know whether finding a, a, a venue for a new stadium is still a priority. 
And, you know, the, the fundamental point of how strong is Gaming International's commitment to the future of Talking United if, heaven forbid, Talking United were relegated to National League South again? Would that have any influence on, on their future plans for the club? Is there yeah. a point at which they would walk away? Absolutely. It, it's... And, yeah. Well, it, well, just like a bit... I mean, I think you said, didn't you, that... that uh, oh, no, sorry, it was Nick Broderick said it would just be timely for them to say something. Do you know what I mean? It's, the time feels right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we haven't have, heard we, anything significant from them since the day after, pretty much, the um, the Ashton Gate debacle. Thank yeah. you to the referee. Um, but that's the last time, I think, that we had anything significant from GI. Yeah. But unless you count as significant the fact that the club has remained solvent and running yeah. well ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's, that's significant. But it will be it will be good. They, I mean, they've got other things on their mind as well. Our colleagues on the Swindon Advertiser are reporting today some issues with the Swindon Stadium. The Swindon Robins, famous old speedway team, will not be competing next season um, because you know there there are some issues with the Swindon Stadium with some question marks over its future. Um, Greyhound Racing is the big earner there. Speedway isn't, and Speedway will not be happening there. There's a house building, there's a stadium rebuild going on, and the local MP has stepped in and said that uh, if um, if Gaming International can't finish the stadium rebuild, then they should sell it to someone who can. Mm. So you can understand that they may have uh, other fish to fry. Other right issues, at the moment. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it always comes back to the fact that, that Gaming keep, International keep their cards very close to their chest, which uh, to some people... Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't feel right, if you know what I mean. But, you know, that's up to them. It is. It is. But it would be good. It would be nice to sit down and chat. But this is just to kind of reassure our listeners that we have asked. It's yeah. our job to ask. Uh, we've asked, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of other bits and pieces uh, from ex-goals uh, on the agenda um, we've got Jamie Ward has become the manager of Ilkeston Town in has the he? Northern Premier League. I saw he was playing for them. That's so, interesting. Yeah. He's managing them now. Uh, also, management news today. I believe Lee Mansell has left Gloucester. Has he? On the BMC, by mutual consent. Ah. I haven't noticed how they were so doing, Lee to be honest with you. So that's interesting. I hadn't looked, but I'm, I'm guessing possibly it hasn't gone as planned. And interestingly, Jake Andrews has gone on loan from Haventon Waterlooville to Pool Town. Has he really? So Jake, Jake Andrews is playing for Pool Town. So it'd be interesting to see uh, see how that goes for him. Hope it goes well for him. Oh, nice oh, lad, Jake. I, and, I, I wish uh, him all the best. But there were a lot of people who were surprised when he left. But, you know, that kind of does go to show maybe the level that he was playing at rather than the level some people thought he was playing at or capable of yeah. playing at. And the other thing I've put down here, Rich, let's just have a little chat about this um, midday kickoffs that people are mm. talking about now, which kind of makes sense. We're talking about saving money, saving energy, not turning the floodlights on yeah. all the time, and kicking games off a bit earlier. I mean, the, the, flood, the, floodlights, the floodlights normally come on about half time ish, don't they? Pretty soon that yeah. will be happening when the clocks change. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much floodlights cost to, to power, but I bet it's not. Yeah, £2.50. 
No, and so, I mean, small clubs could benefit from that, and it makes sense from a, an environmental point of view. It doesn't make sense from a travelling fan's point of view, so it's kind of got to be done in tandem with this business of streaming that everybody's yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Now. Well, and, and also, um, the, yeah. the other thing that's interesting is, is if, if streaming does happen, there is still a ban on 3, 3 p.m. kickoffs for streaming. So streaming will, yeah. will be able yeah. to be done for the Tuesday night games, you know, that kind of thing. But does it mean that if, you, mm -hmm. if you're now kicking off at one o'clock, you can stream it? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. This has all been prompted by our friends up in North Wales again, hasn't it? Because obviously yeah. they've got um, new soccer fans in uh, North America who want to watch Wrexham on a streaming service. Yeah, 23 of the National League clubs have been clamouring for streaming for about two years. Um, <laughs> And then the owner of, of one of them um, says, we want streaming, and then suddenly people listen. Do you think if Wrexham started making a song and dance about creating a third promotion place out of uh, the National yeah, League, they, that, they might listen to that? Encourage them to do that next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if we kind of make an agenda of all the things we'd really like the National League to think about uh, and get Ryan Reynolds to, um, to write them in, then, yeah. uh, then we, we might get them. Absolutely. You never yeah. know. I guy that 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 so, ping that ping was because I, for some reason at some point in time I um I clicked on uh, notifications for Grimsby Live and I get all the Grimsby Live notifications come up on my my, my my computer at the moment. I don't know why. I don't know how to turn it off. Alex, I, I know more about Grimsby now than uh, than Tor Bay. Isn't technology wonderful? Yeah, I once I once subscribed completely by accident <clears throat> in in my pocket after I'd read a yeah. uh, a story about a band that I follow in the Sacramento Bee, um, which is a Californian newspaper. Yeah. I once subscribed to it by accident in my pocket. I had I had to. Good. I know it's weird. I had to pay for it. <laughs> There you go. You be careful what goes on in your pocket, oh, no. Richard. That's I know. Uh, yeah, that's uh, terrible. Right. But the, the one good thing also about last weekend's result, Richard, is that we don't have to talk about your favourite Welsh team again until the last week of the season. No. Although no. I suspect we might. Yeah, they'll be up by then, won't they? That's, well, wouldn't it be great if everything hangs on that last game at Playmore? Well, we did look at that. massive crank. We did look at that, didn't we, when the fixtures came out. We looked at it yeah. and thought, oh, imagine if that's the six-pointer for promotion. But I think I think having the start we've made, I think this is a two-year project, maybe not, not, not a one-year project. And I think that's worth I think remembering. So. Um, the trouble is, is every time we have a good season, we lose players. And then you just start again. Yeah, yeah. It's the nature of the game that we're in, yeah. isn't it? It is, it is. Rich, the pitch is beginning to break up a little bit between here and Babacombe. Um, so I think we'll probably well. <laughs> we'll draw a line under that this week. Hopefully next week we'll have something a bit more positive to talk about. We'll be all smiles and we'll be gradually beginning to make our way back up the league again. Well, Optimism and confidence, mate. Look, That's what we need. This time next week Optimism we'll have confidence. 14 points, Guy. That would be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'll see you on the other side. Hopefully you'll be out of uh, out of the, the, the sick bay by then. Yeah, I just want this to go away. Okay. 
We'll finish as we always do. Thanks for listening to us. Um, subscribe and review us and, and all kinds of things. But we'll finish as we always do with Come, Come on, you yellows. yellows. It worked for me. It won't, won't have worked for you. It will be off kilter for you. But it, on the recording, it will sound perfect. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley Archway Sky today. Come on.